0: Mahogany dashboard. I do the dashboard, gas to the floor. I'm pressing fast forward. I race a NASCAR transport. Just what you ask for. Don't ask me what I ask for. If you can't answer, now who them zans for? I pop dance for muscle relaxation. I'm a patient. Pick up the pace when I feel too adjacent to who I'm racing. I'm spacing. I'm spacing out. Oh, you faded. I'm faded. Oh, you made it. I made it out. But you shaded like eight mile eight ball from arms.
1: Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 91. We have returned.
2: You have returned.
1: I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike.
2: I'm Tyler. Welcome.
1: A lot to get into.
2: A lot to get into,
1: for sure. Super Bowl. Yeah, we gotta start there. Of course. Uh, um, What'd you think?
2: I really enjoyed the game, overall. I really did. Um, <laughs> I mean, how deep you want me to go into? You want just initial thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah before we get into the like the deep dive into the game yeah uh this this year's super bowl just as like a tv event yeah was night and day better than last year
2: yeah i completely agree yeah
1: like this is and some of that was the game was good Mm -hmm. but a lot like it was the most entertaining of most entertainment i've had watching commercials and just watching like pre-game and halftime stuff yeah Uh, as a whole package man it was a lot of fun
2: yeah it was yep yeah
1: but we got to get into this game
2: (laughs) where do you want to start which team
1: well let's talk about the losing team first
2: okay 49ers 49ers Um, they they came to play first half i think i think this is this is the thing they um their game plan was not consistent, this game.
1: Yeah. And not it,
2: nearly it, as consistent as it's been.
1: It didn't seem like they were committed to their game plan, too.
2: Right. Um, they. It seems like they thought... Like, you, you know, who was it? Steve Kerr talks about the necessary fear or whatever.
1: I think so, yeah.
2: In regards to respect. I forgot what the... Ex- exact phrase it was but it seemed like they came in and thought uh let's just play loose and confident and we'll be fine mm-hmm. and and that's not really i mean that's not how the super bowl the super bowl works right like that may work in regular games where the, the game's not on the line but where you come in playing loose the other team is coming in playing tight and actually you know strategizing this is, which is another thing i didn't really see much of them switching the strategy when it was when they needed to
1: yeah um it's interesting that all so much of the blame is going to kyle shanahan
2: mm-hmm.
1: where to me like watching the game i i do understand like he was safe which is a bad thing mm-hmm. but you know the niners were in a great position to win this game yeah so to say that you know shanahan was just terrible start to finish um, I, I didn't mind some of his passing calls when they should have ran the ball. Like, I know I I've told you during the game, like, why are they passing the ball at one point? Yeah. But but it's not so much that they're passing the ball. I just don't like that they try to go for home run plays when they didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I didn't like that they didn't capitalize on the time they had before halftime yeah but you can always look at that in the other perspective in terms of you know you want to keep the ball out of mahomes hands
2: right i think oftentimes people think uh what's the best case scenario when they right you know do the monday morning quarterbacking they think oh the best case scenario we could have gotten another touchdown but the worst case scenario, could have been interception or anything. Right. Yeah.
1: It also seemed like uh, the 49ers defense kind of ran out of gas.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because they went from it, Mahomes was just under pressure, under pressure, under pressure every snap mm-hmm. to at one point in the fourth quarter, and I think it happened after that drive where I was questioning why they threw the ball. Yeah. And, again, my problem was that the drive used no clock, and you didn't even get a first down. Right. And I think after that, their defense just ran out of gas.
2: Yeah. It seemed like the defense got confident, overconfident, because beginning of the game, and I texted this to you, they were st- they were um, lining up way back. Safeties were way far. Right. Making sure they didn't get anything long. Right. And, like, Mahomes ran a couple and they weren't even like really good runs. They were just basic runs. And next thing you know, they were up close and then everything was going along. Yep. So I, that was that was weird to me. That's where I say, I thought it was really inconsistent for what they were doing. Cause you start off one way, it was working and then you change and it's, you know, you get beat.
1: Right. What I do uh-huh. think they messed up is, they they put the game in Garoppolo's hands, and which no
2: one on the planet would agree with.
1: Yeah, you could have asked, you know, Football Joe, <laughs> and he would have told you, eh, "I don't know, man. Maybe you should run. Maybe you should just defend." Yeah, uh, again, which is what they've done all year long. Right? They they didn't they didn't rely on Garoppolo to save them. Now he did it a couple times. But again, that that wasn't their intention. Right. And in this game, they kind of put the pressure on him to close it out, and he didn't do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I thought, to be honest, both quarterbacks looked uh, shook by the Super Bowl early on. Yeah, I agree. I thought I agree. both of them were very inaccurate, very rushed. I thought uh, Mahomes, like you said, he ran a couple of nice times, but... He chose to run so fast. Yeah. Like there were so many plays, I'm like, dude, you didn't even get, give your receivers a chance to get open before you took off. Right. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Garop like I'm not as disappointed with Garoppolo as a lot of people are. It was kinda I expected it.
2: Yeah, I agree with that too. I, I think people going at I think people going at either quarterback. For this, is a little much, and it yeah. was surprising how much backlash both of them are getting. Yeah, I really didn't think it came down to the quarterbacks, not well, not both of them, right? <laughs> but yeah, so let's go to the Chiefs. What'd you think?
1: I first half, Didn't first half, I thought they were, um, I thought they just the defense was kind of locking them up.
3: Mhm.
1: And they did what the Titans refused to do, which is they put pressure on Mahomes. Right. And he made mistakes just as I said. That's your only chance. Mhm. Uh but I thought Mahomes kind of left points on the board in the like throughout the middle of this game.
2: Mhm.
1: And he missed just like weird throws and and his his second interception was really bad.
2: Yeah, it was really bad. The first uh, and, one wasn't necessarily his fault, but the second one right. was definitely the bad. second
1: one was just really bad. And honestly, it one thing I'll give Kansas City credit is like they they don't they don't lose energy, right? Like they played to me, and you know it took them a while for their offense to get going, but they looked confident the entire game. Yeah, when we were counting them out, when. When it was kind of a you know a tight game, they never lost composure, right? And obviously, it paid off in the fourth quarter. I mean,
2: yeah, and and that's good you brought up them not losing composure because I thought it was really um, they looked like it's not that they looked like a better team, but they looked like a more cohesive team. To I agree with that. Because, you know, really good teams, they don't get down on one play. And Mahomes is one guy, and I've said this probably a hundred times now, he's one guy who I feel like the game is never over. And when you're on his team, you you saw the confidence in him as far as, like, it never looked like he was losing in his body language. Yeah. And how he approached each play. He didn't look like, okay, you know, we're going to – he definitely didn't give up is what I'm saying and Like clearly yeah. No matter how bad it seemed like he was playing And I don't think he was playing like garbage Like sometimes I mean like a lot of people are saying I think the yeah. 49ers were just playing good
1: People people made it seem like the first three quarters He was like Mitchell Trubisky Yeah they're Because like, <laughs> he escaped like, a couple times but he was missing throws
2: Yeah they were like He played like trash the first three quarters I'm like He, really didn't, he just didn't play good but he didn't play bad
1: this is what pisses me off about some of these biased football fans: is if Tom Brady had this game that Mahomes had, yeah, they would have they would have just been just slobbering his privates. Yeah, it, it would have <laughs> been. Oh my god, Tom Brady with another vintage performance in the fourth quarter.
3: Yeah, they when would've. Tom
1: Brady stinks it up for you know forty, fifty minutes a night and then makes a comeback. It's Tom Brady's just so great. Right. But Mahomes literally just did his best uh, Tom Brady impersonation in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. And all of a sudden, oh, he was trash for three quarters, man. He's not that good.
2: And, and my thing is, it's the Super Bowl and it's the 49ers who <laughs> deserve to be in the Super Bowl. What was Mahomes supposed to do? They were supposed to blow him out by right. 50? Right. What was supposed to happen?
1: They're just acting like Mahomes is supposed to complete every throw, make every run. Come on, man. He won the game. That's all you you
2: ask from your quarterback.
1: Exactly. All these people are like, they're trying not to commit to the idea that Mahomes is just head and shoulders, the best player in the NFL. (laughs) Yeah. It's like those people who just like, are just like, they just hate on greatness.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like, It just doesn't make sense to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, they just really wanted him to just come out and just (laughs) score every time they got the ball, which is definitely. I literally
1: watching his comeback. I was like, "This is Tom Brady, like in a nutshell." It is, yeah. And after the like, you know, these last couple days, it's just, oh, he was garbage. He was subpar. Like so. (laughs) <laughs> who cares he right. was he was an all-time great quarterback in the most meaningful moments of the game yeah so it's i just don't get it
2: they can ask his ringmaker how he played
1: right exactly yeah Mahomes um, getting that blank check oh for sure it's easy and <laughs> I, i'll you know I, i'm willing to lose these weapons who are gonna ask for money soon Yeah, Uh, like Sammy Watkins had a great. He didn't have a great season, but he had a good Super Bowl, and he had a couple big games for him.
2: They could replace him with some young, young talent. I take. I mean, I take Hollywood Brown over him, pretty much. Uh, And not specifically him, but I'm saying they could take. They can find somebody. I think their
1: weapons are interchangeable. Yeah, except Kelsey, but
2: yeah, Kelsey is the only lock. That they definitely need. And Tyree Kill would be really, really nice, but he's not a make or break to me.
1: You know, it bothered me from both teams that they didn't really utilize their tight ends that much.
2: Yeah, they didn't.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, Kittle had that big catch that was overturned by a a very soft call. (laughs) Uh, But it was the right (laughs) call. You know, I'm not going to get on the officials because there wasn't anything like insanely controversial. Right. Uh, So they were competent for the game, which was at least that's a nice thing to see.
2: Yeah. 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 Kelsey didn't get You're right. Kelsey didn't get a lot, but I, no, I I couldn't, I didn't really see the coverage on him. They didn't really um, highlight it. I didn't see if he was doubled or.
1: Yeah. I, I just, they didn't like use him, but at the same time they didn't really need to. Right, uh, and I, they probably, to be honest, and I didn't really notice this, but because they did have some success running the ball, I imagine Kelsey was a part of that. Yeah, and blocking is blocking is not very noticeable for casual fans, but it's critical, you know, to team success.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yep. All right. Uh, anything else as far as the Super Bowl goes?
1: i'm happy for andy reed man that fourth down uh run call yeah was just andy reed like that defined him right there mm-hmm. to make that call that was a ballsy call
2: i i think um the two well they weren't the most winningest but andy reed and harbaugh this year showed that they probably have more confidence in their players than any other
1: coach. oh yeah oh yeah those two <laughs> I tell you, on that fourth down, Kyle Shanahan would have kicked the field goal. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and that yeah. was some of the problem, but you know that that's what it takes sometimes.
2: Yeah, taking risks wins. It wins, it pays off eventually. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl performances in the music section, huh? We'll save that for. Music. Uh
1: yeah yeah we'll come back to it. <laughs> um.
2: What do you think the 49ers need to come back next year and win?
1: A new quarterback? Uh, Motivation. Motivation? Uh, okay. I, I just, like, you know, I, I don't want to see what happened to the Rams this season. Yeah, happened to the Niners next year. But I do or think... the
2: Falcons since they lost.
1: Uh, yeah. But as far as, like, roster goes, I, I don't think they're missing anything. Okay. I, I think Garoppolo is... For this roster, he's good enough.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, you know, this whole... This weird conspiracy that you could get rid of him and save money and then sneak in Tom Brady. I mean, you know, that's... If that happens, okay, I get that. Mm -hmm. But do they need an upgrade at quarterback considering they just went to the Super Bowl and if they're a couple plays away from winning it?
2: And I don't even think... The way Tom Brady plays would really like benefit them that much.
1: I think Garoppolo's doing exactly what Brady's done this season.
2: <laughs> right. And the way they play, I mean, they're a running team mostly, so what do you need Tom yeah, Brady for? exactly. They throw it to one guy. I can't, I mean, they throw it around a little bit, but mainly Kittle's like their main target.
1: I, I will say to be nitpicky, um, they could use a little more speed at corner. Okay. Richard Sherman got burned on a couple plays.
2: Got scorched.
1: Yeah, just just because he wasn't fast enough. Yeah. Uh. So, and I'm not asking for Sherman to be benched because he's a really good cornerback still. Yeah. Uh. But sh- if you're gonna beat Kansas City, you gotta have speed and not just on your front line. Right. So.
2: Yeah, that's true. You're right about that. All right. Um. What else is there? Oh, Uh, football-wise, that's it. You want to get into basketball?
1: Uh, did we talk about Novak winning, or did he win right after our last episode?
2: Uh, right after I was about to say that before we get into basketball.
1: Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Novak. This is his
2: eighth, I believe. Is that right?
1: Uh, I think so.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Shout out you know, to Novak. Watching him,
1: just seeing him in the final, and I didn't get to watch all of it. I just saw like the second and third set, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he, he was the most consistent player in the tournament. Yeah. Just as far as from the first round to the final. Mm-hmm. He didn't have extended lapses that I saw from pretty much every other player.
2: Yeah, he came into this ready. Right. Really ready. Yeah. Uh, Federer coming off the injury and uh he was just bad, man when they played. His Yeah. His errors were just ridiculous. How many he had double faults and stuff. He normally doesn't get double faults much.
1: That's 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 why Djokovic has been so great. Yeah. It's cuz he doesn't beat himself. No, he doesn't. Like you have to outplay him to, and just like Federer was in his prime, just like Nadal is on on clay.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You gotta. They're not beating themselves. You gotta go out and beat them.
2: Yep. Yep. And and Djokovic plays the same against like all kinds of talent too, which is different. Because yeah. Nadal sometimes, if Nadal's playing someone that's not that good. Like he'll lose and not not bring it like he does against the stars. Which right. is crazy. But that's how he works sometimes. Um and Federer will murder the guys who aren't very good and then have a hard time against the stars. But Jogovic Yeah, is
1: Federer's issues just he's not been as consistent. I yeah. think a lot of that is just age. Yeah. You know, you do gotta remember he's coming up on forty is still top five tennis player
2: yeah it's crazy i mean
1: people thought he was gonna retire like five years ago yeah when he won uh the one that he'd never won up until like five six years ago yeah i I want to say it was clay but i'm not entirely sure it might have been i think it was the french open because he had a a tough time with nadal for a lot of years
2: because that's nadal's tournament
1: right yeah. But when he finally won that French Open, I remember everybody was talking about. That's it. He's good. Yeah. He'd already had the record at that point.
2: But believe it or not, he's really not that much older than than everyone else. He's only like thirty eight. But Djokovic and um Nadal are thirty three. Yeah, they're getting up there, which is crazy. It seems like Federer's been playing a lot longer than Djokovic has.
1: It's funny. Tennis is like waiting for a breakout star. Medvedev. He's not there yet.
2: He'll be there once they're done. He, it has to be him.
1: He's on the way. But that's my yeah. thing: is I don't like it's that it's it shouldn't be once they're done. Oh, I get it. Like you... Djokovic, Djokovic came in there and said, "Not nah, Federer, you're good. Like you've had your time. I'm taking the rest of your time."
2: Oh yeah, I get what you mean. That's there.
1: what that's what tennis has been missing. At least they're to waiting me.
2: for someone to take the torch.
1: Yeah, take it. Yeah. Don't wait. To be to, for the torch to be handed to you, yeah. Go out t- there and start beating these guys. Um, TM or t- whatever is he's also getting close. Yeah, he's there. He's only there's a couple guys that are getting time. close, so that'll be interesting to see moving forward.
2: And Zverev is really young, so yeah. Yep. All right. Um, and then uh, Kennen Um, that's who one, right? Kennen Yeah. Sophia Kennan, um, U.S. champ, right, finally. right. Finally, another American coming out there getting it done. American by way of Russia, so. Uh, uh, finally, I, I I need some more Americans to win. I don't. I can't name one American man. Tennis player. That's good. Uh, Eisner,
1: he's been, he's been, uh, he's so hurt.
2: Eisner will win all the, uh, minors oh, and yeah. come get smoked it's, it's in the majors. He,
1: it's cause he's not built for the long games. No, he's He's not. built for the best of three when it's, you gotta, you get two sets and you're good. Yeah. But when you gotta play these five set marathons. Yeah. And that's the, dude, you, you ever watch a five set, like close match? It's a marathon.
2: It is six hours, five six hours.
1: Yeah, man, and Isner's there's just not built for that. Yeah, he's has you got a shot blocker out there playing tennis, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? Seven footer playing tennis. It just it the just knees looks awkward. Don't hold up.
1: Yeah, he just he can't move, you know, as well as other guys. He's... He
2: has to be the tallest tennis player ever.
1: He, yeah, I'm pretty sure.
2: He's like six eleven in shoes.
1: He's definitely the like the best player six five and above I've I've never seen like because he's been great for small yeah. stretches
2: yeah he is he's not yeah. you know
1: he's never like a top five guy but he's been a top 10 top 15 guy a number of times
2: mm-hmm shout out to Greensboro North Carolina
1: is that where he's from yeah oh uh, yeah
2: they love him there he see. used to have a tournament every year there that um it's not oh, that's awesome my house yeah um, okay, moving on. Hoops. Oh wait, wait, no, not hoops yet. <sighs> Why are the Red Sox making the Dodgers unstoppable?
1: Yo, I saw that.
2: <laughs> Mookie Betts? Are you kidding me? And I've I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I think Mookie Betts might be top five athletes in the world. Like all around athletes. Have you seen him dunk?
1: I've seen dude. I've seen him., Yo, I was confused I mean, like again, I don't know baseball, but I, it just didn't make sense to me
2: and David Price, I mean, I don't know man I, I I don't know why the Red Sox are doing that, I guess because uh well, I don't know, I really don't know. I can't imagine why.
1: yeah, I don't know baseball enough to like even have an idea of why you would make that move.
2: They got, they got a lot of picks and some cash, but it's not worth it to me. But that's that's cool. I just want to say that real quick. Moving on. Um, Where do you want to start in the league? The trade? Let's talk
1: about the reserves.
2: Oh, the reserves. Okay, okay.
1: Uh, do you want to list them off, or should I just start ranting off-road?
2: <laughs> I'll list them off. Let me, let me pull them over. <laughs> in the East... Uh, we have Jimmy Butler Ben Simmons Kyle Lowry Chris Middleton uh, DeMontis Sabonis Jason Tatum And Bam Adebayo uh, You want to talk about those first You want me to go ahead to the West
1: you can, you can hit the West
2: In the West we have Nikola Jokic Damian Lillard Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert uh, Chris Paul Brandon Ingram And Russell Westbrook Okay I like the West ones. I think the West ones were pretty much... They pretty much all make sense. I I think they could have found someone else other than Gobert, but I'm not mad at it. I mean, I get it.
1: Yeah, uh, Devin Booker was a snub, but I'm not as mad about it as I am with the Eastern Conference situation.
2: Yeah, especially now with the position thing. It's right. hard because, like, then... Well, we'll probably talk about that more, but I don't know what position Ingram plays, but I feel like he should... I guess he's one of the forwards, right? Yeah. But he really goes both ways. And then, you know, Booker goes both ways. He goes, like, three ways. So it it makes it kind of weird because I don't know what other, like, big man would replace Gobert. But anyway. All right. So,
1: um so the last time and you told me this uh shout out to you for putting me on this stat (laughs) last time uh a 28 point scorer that's 28 every night was snubbed from the all-star game was what year 79 world be free 1979
2: and world be free came off the bench by the way the prince of midair
1: Shout out to him, because averaging 28 off the bench is insane.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he did that year, but I know a lot of his
1: career he did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess my issue is, what is the criteria between All-Star starters and All-Star reserves?
2: it just the voting, because the fans get a lot of the starters voting. But and the fans this is where the
1: inconsistency comes in. Right, because you allow Trey Young to be in the starting lineup, and I'm not—I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the starting lineup, mm-hmm. but Atlanta is the most trash team in the league, yeah. except maybe Golden State.
2: Right, and I've seen Golden State win some big games. I haven't seen Atlanta win anything. Right.
1: So, to me, the this uh, Bradley Beal getting snubbed from the All Star game. It doesn't make sense because you're rewarding guys who are having good years, not great years, not not really even all star years. But Bradley Beal, who is a clear cut all star and has played like a clear cut all star, just gets ignored. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I don't I understand. Totally Kyle agree. Lowry belongs in the All-Star Game. Kyle Lowry, DeRozan left one year ago. It's already, within this year, Kyle Lowry has already lost the title of best guard on my team title. (laughs) In a year.
2: Yeah. He lost it last year. Exactly. It got
1: taken from him last year. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Kyle Lowry, you know, you're rewarding winning, I guess. Um... Jason Tatum, who's been who's been good, I, I don't have a, like, I'm not saying he shouldn't be an all-star, mm-hmm. but he has, like, it's been a team success. It has not been uh, Jason Tatum carrying the Celtics to however many wins they have. Oh, most certainly not. And mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler had just had his first big scoring night, like, two days ago.
2: His season high was 38.
1: Like, Jimmy Butler has not had to be Miami's best player all season long. No. I and mean, people the are outraged that, he has, that he's not starting.
2: The fact that he has another all-star on the team, to me, proves that. And this is where... I, and I thought this was kind of crazy, too. This is where I really got um, annoyed. Like, why do they have to have two players from every team on the all-star? Like... Bam is playing really, really good, but all-star good? I'm not sure. Tatum, like you said, he's part of the three-headed monster that is the Celtics. Great. But, I mean, he gets outplayed all the time by Jalen Brown. And not saying, I don't think Jalen Brown should be an all-star. I don't think either one of them necessarily needed to be all-stars. But, because I when I picked who I thought the reserves would be, Tatum was in mine, but... Not over Beal, definitely not. And then Lowry, they just put him there because they need two from Toronto. Uh, And Middleton has missed how many games?
1: Lowry is the easiest one to take off the list, in my opinion. Easiest, easy. He's the easiest one to take off either list. Right. Yeah. And, And that's that's why I'm not as arguing. You know, I'm not arguing as much for the West because I don't really know who you would take out for Booker. Right. Because I think, but anyway, my my issue is, <laughs> I understand Middleton. You're rewarding the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. I get it because Atlanta, a number of years ago, one were was on pace to be the best team in the league, and they had four trash cans in the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Four. Yeah, four Never of their five starters. Really seasons like Kyle Korver was an All Star just because of that, right? And also because D Wade got hurt, but whatever.
2: In that season. Teague was playing exceptional and horford was playing exceptional who was the who was the other one millsap i <laughs> I'm not gonna say he was playing exceptional anyway so uh,
1: again my my it's not I, I'm trying to figure out how i want to phrase it
2: Teague was playing better that year than Lowry is this year
1: oh yeah I'm not even comparing that
2: no i'm just i'm just saying and he shouldn't have been an all star and Lowry, most well, certainly not. And it just is clear that they're just putting him on there because he's on the team.
1: My thing is, I understand wanting to reward team success. The Bucks are clear-cut the best team in the league right now.
3: It's a I, bonus I doing
1: it for the, the first two, three seeds. Right? Like, yeah. if your team is putting itself on the map as far as contenders go, or just re you know, re-establishing that you're contenders. Okay, I understand Middleton getting rewarded because he's had a good year. That's fine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But what what is the point of, like you said, giving these fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh seed teams extra all-stars? Why? Like we it's like you have not been watching the games because Lowry isn't the reason why the Raptors are as good as they are.
2: Lowry wouldn't even need to play for the Raptors to still be fire.
1: Sabonis, dude, Sabonis doesn't get a bucket unless Brogdon passes him the ball.
2: I I know. That's what I was about to ask. Is Sabonis really an all-star? That's what I'm saying. These guys Him who, and Drummond have the... I mean, Drummond has way better numbers than Sabonis.
1: These guys are feeding off of team success, and they're getting rewarded for that. Yeah. Which takes away from, like... It it takes away from guys like Beal, guys like Booker, who carry despite having little to no help. Right. Bradley Beal averages 28 a night, passing the ball to Isaac Bonga and Isaiah (laughs) Thomas.
2: (laughs) Isaac (laughs) Bonga.
1: While Jason Tatum gets to pass it to Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, or Ennis Cantor.
2: Listen to Sabonis' numbers. 18, <laughs> 13, 0. .8 steals, 0. .5 blocks. And, and listen to uh, Drummond's numbers. Obviously, both teams are cheeks. Well, not both teams. Pistons are much worse. But Drummond's numbers, 18, 16 rebounds, two steals, and two blocks.
1: I just don't understand.
2: I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And the Pistons <laughs> thank God they have Rose or they probably wouldn't have won a game all season. Without Rose or Drummond. You think so you think the Pacers really need Sabonis to win games? No. Winners?
1: Brogdon is an all-star before Kyle Lowry is. Right. Brogdon has literally become a better version of Kyle Lowry in the last season.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's
1: just as physical, just as under control, he's a way better inside finisher.
2: He's more and, under and control. Maybe
1: he's not a better shooter, but he's a more more efficient shooter.
2: Takes better shots. Yeah. Right.
1: I just don't understand. Like, now all of a sudden you're prioritizing just any team that's a playoff team? Like, right. I, I don't understand. The All-Star game to me is is a showcase of how fire the league is. It should be. And yeah. you, you should be putting the best players in the All-Star game. You sh- it shouldn't have to be a debate about what the you know what somebody's team is and what their situation is. Like we know Bradley Beal is better than Kyle Lowry. We know Bradley Beal is for now better than Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. We know Kyle or Bradley Beal is better than Chris Middleton.
2: You know what else is crazy about it? If you go back, I just just search the two thousand eight NBA All Star game right. Listen to the talent on, on these teams. The East, Dwight Howard, LeBron James, Jason Kidd, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch, Ray Allen, Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton, Rasheed Wallace, Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, and Antoine Jameson. <laughs> Listen to how many Hall of Famers are on that team, first of all.
4: Yeah.
2: And the West, Tim Duncan, Carmelo Anthony, Allen Iverson, Yao Ming, Kobe Bryant, Brandon Roy, Chris Paul, Dirk Nowinski Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash Carlos Boozer and David West uh, Karan Butler had an injury KG had an injury um, Yeah I mean They have Six Hall of Famers on the reserves Yeah No one from the East <laughs> Reserves will be a Hall of Famer Not one, not right now
1: I just don't understand why all of a sudden now we're prioritizing like wins. That it's should weird, never man. be a like the biggest priority. It's weird. Yeah. Now if you if Bradley Beal and Kyle Lowry were a similar player or averaging the exact same numbers, then I understand. You take the guy who's in the playoffs. Cuz
2: Booker's averaging 27 point something too. I mean, he's right, right at 28 as well in right. the West. Like you said, it is hard to take someone out, but it's definitely not hard to take someone out of the East for Beal. Definitely not.
1: I mean, and I, I, I'm i going to sound like a hater, but let's be honest. Chris, you can make a case Chris Paul has been the third best guard on his team. <laughs> yeah, you can. Now, I, I'm not I'm not trying to disrespect what he's done, and he's been great this year, yeah, and his leadership as, has been great.
2: His impact and his play is different. His but, impact... He's been probably the most impactful, but as far as the best, But does he deserve to be an
1: all-star over Devin Booker, who's getting 27 every night despite passing to DeAndre Ayton, who apparently only likes to take mid-range jumpers?
2: And has missed the first 25 games of the season.
1: Right. Or Kelly Oubre, who is sometimes a 30-point scorer. Sometimes he can't get one bucket. Or Ricky Rubio, who doesn't even like to shoot the ball.
2: And they're only a game and a half behind the Trailblazers.
1: I mean, come on. Yeah. Bradley Beal and Devin Booker have been the sole reason why their teams, like you said for Derrick Rose, they've been the sole reason why their teams are winning any games. Yeah. But now, again, you're prioritizing not even, not even the top playoff seeds. You're just prioritizing playoff teams. Right. That's ridiculous. Yeah, just say Bradley Beal or Jimmy Butler is an all-star over Bradley Beal when Jimmy Butler has had to be Miami's best player maybe five times this year, <laughs> maybe five. I don't even know if that's an accurate number. It could be less.
2: You think John Morant should have made it over CP?
1: Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Like again, you take Chris Paul away from OKC, they probably obviously they're not going to win as many games but they'll they'll be just as competitive
2: yeah they may be five games back That's...
1: you take you take john Morant off memphis and memphis is fighting with golden state for the top draft pick next season yeah and it's, I it's mean it's like you're not what the people who made these decisions for the reserves it's like they're not watching the games
2: i agree it's like he just looked at the names and said, oh, yeah, he's recognizable.
1: Yeah, and his numbers are like, you know, not, not, they're all star worthy. And that's
2: only some of them.
1: Right. I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the criteria. Yeah. Again, he was one of the top teams. I got no problem with that. Because you've established that that's kind of what you, that's the precedent. Mm hmm. But when you're rewarding the fifth, sixth, and seventh seeds in the conference, so like why? It's not I'm like not, they're contenders. I'm
2: not even cool with the front court and back court thing on on the bench on the reserves. Oh yeah, it's not necessary. Right. They don't play it in the in the games. They don't play front it's... court and back court <laughs> players in the games. Usually, just four guys and someone who gets rebounds. Yeah. I mean, like. I'm not gonna get like too much further into it, but yeah. it doesn't make any sense. They could have had all guards on the West reserves, honestly, and it probably would make more sense. Ja, Booker, I mean, clearly they deserve to be there.
1: This is gonna piss me off next year. Uh, like somebody either they'll do the same shit and guys will miss out again, or they'll fix it and prioritize the guys who are cooking. And then uh-huh. next year, you know, we'll have decent teams who have all-star worthy players, and I'm gonna be like, "Yo, why is it so inconsistent? Right. Why are we changing the like the how we make the decision year to year? Doesn't make sense." Right. Again, the All Star Game is the showcase of what how fire the league is. Like yeah. I, Sabon, unless Sabonis is averaging twenty five and fifteen, there's no point of him being in the All Star Game.
2: No, it's not. And also, it's to show um, some flash. Right. Sabonis has no flash. I mean, what is he going to do? Right. Get
1: rebounds in the All-Star game? What is Lowry going to do? Lowry has been a weak link in every All-Star game he's been in.
2: Yep. He's like been a break from the action.
1: Lowry, <laughs> he's Lowry. like a commercial. Seeing Lowry with other all-star guards just highlights how, like, not as good he is to them.
2: Devontae Graham could have made it over Lowry. Nah, and I'm not
1: getting that out of control. They have the same numbers. Again, if you have the same numbers, I gotta give the the playoff team credit. Yeah, but... When it's even...
2: Yeah, right.
1: When it's even, I'll give you a pass. Because, you know, again... Charlotte is trash. Toronto is good. they're averaging the same numbers. I gotta take the good team
2: even though their impact is less.
1: yeah, but again, like Graham's impact hasn't led to them being that good that good. yeah.
2: if Lowry was in
1: Graham's place, what would their record be? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if they'd have a win
2: that's what, well that's that's the only thing. his impact is a lot more than Lowry's would be in the same situation even though they average the same. But that's points. what
1: makes it so crazy cuz Bradley Beal in a shittier situation is doing more. And yet uh, you can get Lowry gets the the credit because his team is winning games. Yeah. I mean, you you get rid of Isaiah Thomas and and the Wizards will start winning games. So I don't know. I just again, I need I need a clear explanation of how the reserves got picked. Cause if right. I had if you're gonna prioritize moving forward, we're rewarding the team's success, we're rewarding, you know, playoff caliber teams with, you know, their top one or two guys. Okay, I understand that. Do I agree with it? No, but okay, I get it. But right. it just doesn't seem like it's consistent. You're just changing the criteria every year.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, Brandon Ingram, with the way he's been playing, deserves to be a starter. Yeah, I'm. I agree with that. I mean, as Ka- like Kawhi Leonard, you know, obviously he's better than Brandon Ingram, but honestly, has he had a better year than Brandon Ingram? No. And Brandon Not Ingram, coming off a a major injury, has played in practically every game. Yeah. Well, we got guy Jimmy Butler a couple years ago was like, nah, I don't even feel like playing. Kawhi Leonard every other game doesn't feel like playing right and these guys are we're crying about them being starters or they're no no let right. them let them have their playoff success like I don't know I just don't understand I've kind of voiced what my issue is and we'll see we'll see what that looks like next year
2: yeah cause you're not rewarding play you're rewarding wins and and that's not Right. No. It's just that's right. what the
1: MVP is for. That's what, like, all those other awards are for.
2: Because, like you said, some people have no... I mean, could Rose be playing any better? <laughs> could the team possibly... Like, could he do anything more for the Pistons no. than he does?
1: No way. No. And, again, he's doing it solo. Yeah. He is solo playing better than Jimmy Butler, who has six other options he could go to. Yeah.
2: It's... Rose and Drummond are the only two players on the team,
1: basically. And if you watch Drummond the last couple weeks, he doesn't even look like an option anymore. No, yeah. I mean, that Nets game a week ago, my God, Drummond looked like a disaster.
2: Rose was single-handedly keeping him in the game.
1: Single-handedly made the game watchable. Right. Uh, He gets no praise. But Kyle Lowry, like, who looked at Kyle Lowry's game and said he belongs in the All-Star game? Again, he has a guard on his team better than him.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Just because he's not, just because the not like you really either only looked at the numbers or only looked at Toronto's record. And right. both of those, both of those perspectives are stupid. They're flawed. The numbers,
2: the numbers doesn't even make sense because, like, you said, we named three people with better numbers. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. At least the players know because Bradley Beal was almost a starter uh, by player vote. Right. Yeah. But I, I understand these guys getting mad. I completely sure. understand.
2: Yeah. 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 Did you see uh, Jackson Hayes' rant about not being in the Rising Stars game?
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> Who's in it over him?
2: Um, Let me pull up the Give roster Give
1: me some of the bigs Because we about to start exposing some of these names Because <laughs> to me he belongs in the Rising Stars game
2: <clears throat> I'll just say the whole roster for USA Because I assume it's ja- Jackson Hayes is American, right?
1: Uh, I would yeah. think
2: Yeah, Oklahoma Okay uh, Devontae Graham, Eric Pascal Which I didn't think he was American but That's cool John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Kendrick Nunn, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, Trey Young, Tyler Harrow, uh, Wendell Carter Jr., and Zion.
1: Wendell Carter Jr.
2: Zion hasn't played. (laughs) Zion's played four games this year.
1: I give Zion a pass because he's kind of like one of these – one of these guys who the league is going to try to like make him the face of the league moving forward but
2: but that that's wrong if he if jackson hayes has been playing and isn't gonna and been playing well and zion this rosters couldn't have been picked after zion debuted the other day oh one game zion is he's in there i get it for the fanfare people want to see zion but come on man
1: I'm taking Jackson Hayes over Wendell Carter Jr. any day of the week.
2: Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Wendell Carter Jr. is injured, will not play, and Zion is taking his spot. Oh,
1: come on.
2: So Zion is the replacement.
1: So y'all didn't even want to put Zion in. So that takes away from everything I just said. Never mind. Because y'all yeah, didn't want yeah. to put Zion in there anyway. And right. now five games in, he he's all of a sudden a lock. Yeah.
2: He's like, oh, man, we messed up. We need Zion in there.
1: Jackson Hayes has worked his ass off all year long. I've
2: been mean, playing fantastic. I though. know, and he knows or his works. game.
1: Yeah. Wendell Carter doesn't even know his game. P.J. Washington doesn't even really know his game.
2: He's been playing really good though this year.
1: Yeah, I get that's. I didn't want to get too crazy into him. But Wendell <laughs> Carter Jr. was the clear weak link.
2: And I mean, yeah, yeah. Everyone else, I'm cool. But yeah, Wendell everybody Carter, else, I'm fine. And and I think if jackson hayes had wendell carter jr's minutes he'd be doing the oh same my thing.
1: god absolutely
2: and for the uh world team it is brandon clark deandre ayton josh okogi luca moritz wagner uh alexander walker rj barrett rui hachimura shay Gildris alexander and Svi makailuk
1: Yo, again, Jackson Hayes has worked his ass off all year long. <laughs> he but can't be on the Svee world McKay-Luke team. Luke can't can make the team. He can't be on the world team. I know. And you know they're doing the world thing again. I know, I know. It's just it's just frustrating. Again, like I said, he's worked his ass off and he's guys who are clearly not as deserving as he is are getting yeah. picked over him. Yeah. Makai Luke, are you kidding me? Has he made a shot this year?
2: (laughs) He's been playing all right for them, for the Pistons.
1: Uh, Has he? (laughs) I haven't noticed.
2: I thought there had to be another world person that they could find over him, but that's cool. I mean.
1: (laughs) Hey, man, as long as these guys let that motivate them, and just, hey, man, Jackson Hayes is going to fucking cook next year.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. right alongside zion
2: yeah they, they might be a low-key fire front court <laughs> in the future lob city oh, front yeah. court oh
1: yeah with how fast the pelicans want to play too mm-hmm. and they just said that they're not trying to trade uh, drew holiday
2: oh okay so yeah well, they're thinking they might be able to do something then huh
1: I think they just want to. As I said, I think Holiday is just there to help some of these other young guys get better.
2: Yeah, that's cool. That's his role.
1: But let's let's talk about these uh, the trade, the The
2: blockbuster trade. (laughs) Clint Capella has been traded from the Rockets, um, to the Hawks, and the Rockets will receive Robert Covington. From the Timberwolves. And uh, Jordan Bell as well. And a pick. Um, the Hawks will get Capella and Nene. And the Nuggets snuck in there. And they get Kata, Keita Bates-Jopp. Shabazz Napier. Noah Vonley. And Gerald Green. And Houston's first round pick. Um. The Wolves get Malik Beasley, Wancho, Hernan Gomez, Jared Vanderbilt, Evan Turner, and two first round picks. Um, I believe that's it. Oh, the Rockets get the Hawks second round pick,
1: 2024. And Robert Covington.
2: Yeah, and Robert Covington. And Jordan Bell.
1: Yeah. Oh, where to start...
2: I'll I'll start and say that I think the Rockets made out the worse in this in this trade. Atlanta also waived Chandler Parsons. Um,
1: well, that's always and, a good move.
2: Yeah, and and got rid of his twenty five million on the uh, on their um, cap yeah.
1: somehow. I, I also think Capella case. will fit them easily. Yeah, I, I don't it's, know it's, how much better he'll make them. Probably not much. Mm-hmm. but like he's not going to have a hard time fitting he's not going to take too many guys minutes nope uh, and he's going to get the ball right
2: for sure yeah
1: you know what this trade showed me
2: <laughs> what
1: and bear with me here I honestly think Daryl Morey knows nothing about basketball
2: <laughs> uh, okay why do you say that
1: and, and, again, bear with me because it's kind of a long point. Um, so I, I used to watch uh, FS1 a lot, and I forgot who it was that said that uh, Daryl Morey being an analytics guy, and analytics guys like to do this, is they evaluate uh, in 10-game increments. Mm-hmm. So they take 10-game stretches, and they kind of use that to, you know, Further, whatever narrative they had, or whatever idea of the team that they had, uh, and if you look back, ten games into the season, Mello—they got rid of Mello,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? They gave him ten games. It didn't look good. You get rid of him.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The Rockets this season, without Clint Capella, are ten and one. So right. he took—he took the ten wins they got without him, probably. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is true, this might not be true, I'll admit that, but they took that sample size that they've had of winning meaningless games without Clint Capella, uh, as if they're better without him. Mm -hmm. And before, you can talk about how fundamentally flawed that is, but let me just go down uh, some of the Western Conference opponents that they could potentially face in the playoffs, Mm-hmm. The Lakers have JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis,
2: and LeBron and James, Cousins.
1: and maybe Kyle Kuzma.
2: And maybe Cousins.
1: Maybe Cousins. Back. yeah. Um, the Clippers have Montrose Harrell. That's mm-hmm. probably it for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nuggets have Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The Jazz have Rudy Gobert.
2: Mm-hmm. And Plumley for the Nuggets, by the way. Oh
1: yeah. Mason Plumley. Mm-hmm. Uh man, that's just maybe Portland, maybe if they sneak in there, because they're the only team left that to me can can possibly make noise.
2: And Nurkic is coming back. He's
1: Nurkic. Participating in Whiteside, practice. uh probably Zach Collins. Yeah. Um okay, so that was a, a good chunk of, of a good amount of big players I just named.
2: Yeah, you skipped Porzingis.
1: Right. Porzingis in Dallas, I forgot. And Willie
2: Cauley-Stein.
1: who, by the way, Porzingis, quick shout out. Without uh, Donsich, he's been averaging 27 a night. <laughs> right. Not bad.
2: Also could have meet the all-star team as far as I'm concerned.
1: I, I'm getting away from that. <laughs> but, uh, dude, and, and this is where I'll let you take over. And this is a very basic basketball question. Tyler, who's going to box out? <laughs>
2: Oh man, the 6-5 small forward from Raleigh, North Carolina <laughs> the shoe god <laughs> out of the University of Texas <laughs> PJ Tucker is easy
1: Oh my god
2: <sighs> Isaiah Hartenstein straight out of Eugene, Oregon
1: Pass, hard pass
2: and uh, tyson chandler 40 well 37 year old tyson chandler from dominguez high school
1: <laughs> i just i really this is such brain dead logic to me
2: but i trade Nene also like just get all the big we don't need any big men get them all off the team
1: again it <laughs> seems like they they won 10 games playing super small ball and daryl Morey was like holy shit this we look fire Like, we've been scoring at an (laughs) unprecedented rate. James Harden and Russ have all this room to attack. That's our key. But but when the playoffs come, you got to get stops. Is Sephalosha
2: their, like, tallest guy now other than Hardenstein and Tyson? Like, not only do you got to
1: get stops, but you got to rebound the ball after you get those stops.
2: Yeah. I mean, and you gotta rebound the ball from the forty threes that Westbrook. Exactly. And take a you game.
1: got Harden and Russ Chuck fifty shots a night, minimum. And you yeah. you don't have anybody to grab the rebounds now. Right. I just it blows my mind. You literally got PJ Tucker two Okay, okay, you're gonna be a great perimeter defensive team for the sake of argument.
2: That wasn't the problem
1: exactly right. you don't need floor spacing you don't need perimeter defense who's going to stop Anthony Davis in the playoffs who's going to stop Jokic in the playoffs right. it just doesn't make sense to me what are they going to zone up they're going to zone <laughs> up they're going to get eaten alive by the, the LA teams by probably Utah and, and Denver Yeah, I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure
2: they're, gonna get eat- they're definitely going to get eaten alive by Dallas.
1: I just don't, Like, you literally, to me, this is... As a basketball player, as somebody who has any knowledge of the game, what is the positive in this?
2: Joachim, are you ready? <laughs> Make sure your phone isn't on silent, because...
1: This is how much of a joke it is, is now they're going to be hunting. Another 20 games, they're going to start losing, and they're going to uh be hunting for whoever is sitting on the couch ready to rebound.
2: Larry Sanders. <laughs> Andrew Bynum <laughs>
1: Again, okay.
2: What if he <laughs> signed Andrew Bynum? Oh my that would God. be the funniest thing of the season. He should get fired on the spot.
1: So so again, like I said, for what I take <laughs> away from this trade is that Daryl Morey does not comprehend basketball. Derek just looks at the either the the box score or he has like nerds that pull up like advanced stats and trends and whatever, and he just he bases his his job off of the, that.
2: When did Capella sign? This year?
1: Yeah, in the offseason. Remember they had a it took them a while.
2: And they did all they signed him just to let me go ass for nothing. For.
1: That, that's the one positive, is they're saving money. And, and I, I don't know if I told you this, but, and you proposed, like, good ideas for trades for them. Mm-hmm. If they slightly downgraded at center and picked up a, not a good rotation player, but a, a, quali- like a capable rotation player. Like Plumlee? Oh, yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
1: If, if they gotten like a Kali Stein, for example. Yeah. Or uh, maybe not Kali Stein because I, I don't even know if he's worse than Capella, to be honest. But like, let's say a Robin Lopez. Uh-huh. Like a clear-cut downgrade and you add, uh, I need a wing player that's like not good. Let's just say Mikhailuk.
3: Uh-huh.
1: I still don't like the trade but I understand why you're making it uh-huh. if you want to tell me that you don't need capella like capella isn't what you need and you need some bench depth I would agree with you mm-hmm. but you you got rid of your center position you didn't you didn't replace it with anything right you literally downgraded and picked up a player who every aspect of his game is something the Rockets already have.
2: Rockets have more guards than any other team in the league, by the way. (laughs) Michael Frazier, Thabo, Cephalosha, Austin Rivers, Ben McElmore, Daniel House, uh, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, Westbrook Harden. It seems like they're trying to lose,
1: to be honest. Maybe they are this move, this move tells me that they're trying to lose Maybe they are Is Russ going to have to average 25 rebounds all of a sudden?
2: <laughs> Russ's rebounds aren't even like good rebounds Russ's rebounds
1: come from centers boxing guys out Yeah And Russ going to get the ball Which is now, which is something you don't have now
2: Right, nobody boxing it out
1: yeah. yeah, I, I really like, like I said I just don't think Daryl Morey understands basketball.
2: And they play tomorrow.
1: Uh yeah, I think they play the Lakers tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! This is how stupid the Rockets are. Is they're they're gonna probably fuck around and catch teams off guards off guard and win games.
2: Oh, they will for sure.
1: And I cannot wait to see what that 4-0 sweep was gonna look like. Yeah. I can't wait to see who they do it again, like who does it to them. Yeah. Because like you said, I completely forgot Dallas. Mm-hmm. Now you got twin towers in Dallas that you have no hope of boxing out. And
2: definitely not.
1: Now you have no shot blocking. Think about that. None. When LeBron if LeBron ever gets in the paint, it's over. If any if any player gets in the paint, it's over. Yeah What are you gonna Oh are you gonna step up To take a charge Like it's too late
3: Right Yeah
1: I, I just again This is By basketball logic This makes no sense
2: Yeah I guess we'll see We'll see how it looks On the court I don't think it's gonna be pleasant But I am curious I'm definitely Curious Um all right, moving on from the Rockets and Capella, what's next?
1: Um, a lot of, a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of zone defenses.
2: Yeah, I've noticed it's that. It's interesting yeah.
1: to see. I, I like that teams are uh, trying to just throw, like you know, make games a little more stiff, try to mm-hmm. slow guys down, slow teams down. hmm Um, and, and it's one thing is you could tell the contenders have been crushing zones right like the real contenders the the, bu- the bucks have been crushing zones the clippers have been crushing zones and la probably better than any other team has crushed the lakers have been crushing zones mm-hmm. and with the lakers it's as basic as taking advantage of their size yeah once you go zone like open up so many lobs to mcgee And you saw that against the Spurs yesterday. I mean, McGee was just eating.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And you're not going to beat the Lakers four times in seven games if you're letting McGee get ten points.
2: Yeah, and plus when the Lakers go zone, I mean, having those three guys. Oh yeah. Any three, Kuzma, um, Ad and McGee. Yeah. Or Dwight, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then they put they like to put LeBron at the top for the leak out. Yeah. For the, you know, yeah, it's tough. How many
1: times, dude, you've seen, like, every time LeBron or any of their guards get the ball, they look up and, like, half the time make a full court pass. Yeah. And they get layups and dunks off that. Mm-hmm. And that's literally just, you ask your big men to run, and you ask your guards to look up.
2: Yep. that's it. LeBron took that from Miami and has been milking it. Oh ever yeah. Since. yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah. And in Miami, he was the one running out. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. he's making the pass.
2: Him or Wade, whoever got it first. Yeah, right. And Mario Chalmers make that long pass. this easy.
1: I, I do want to talk about the Sixers uh, real quick, and this we could probably close out with that because we got a lot of music. Yeah. Uh so I watched them get spanked by Boston on Saturday and I watched them get spanked by Miami Tuesday or Monday. Excuse me.
2: Mm Mhm. Embiid's first two games back, by the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm hmm. And to me, and this is just from those two games, I don't disagree with, uh, what we've talked about as far as you got to go with either Embiid or Simmons. Mm hmm. The problem to me is, it's a three-person issue. <laughs> and to me, when Embiid, Simmons, and Horford are on the floor at the same time, yeah. it does not work. Mm-hmm. It does not work. And you gotta have, Like, the NBA is tricky to analyze in a short span, which is why Daryl Morey's such an idiot. mm um, <laughs> But it's tricky to analyze in a small span because, you know, guys are so good that even like that lineup that to me does not work at all. You know, if Embiid's shot is going, you're still getting 30. Mm -hmm. You're still, you know, getting points on the board every possession. Yeah. But there is just not enough space for any of those three guys to do anything when they're all on the floor together.
2: Right. And the two-man game is, like, completely ruined every oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. It just, it looks so bad when they try their two-man game and there's another center out there just standing around.
1: Yeah. It, it's it, a disaster. My thing is, like, as far as two-man game, Simmons runs it better with Horford. He does. But to have Embiid off-ball not doing anything is a waste of, of talent.
2: And he runs it better with Horford because Horford is a good playmaker. Right. You know, for the next the next pass. Right. And, 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 and for some reason, he's just more dangerous with the ball than Embiid is from the top of the key, at least.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And the, the other issue is, like, when they force Embiid's isos and Embiid's post-ups, mm-hmm. then you end up... We've already established that Ben Simmons is meaningless when that's going on. Mm-hmm. But you're asking Horford to just be a floor spacer. Right. Which is not, that's not his game. No, it's not. If, If Horford sets a screen, and he pops out, and I give him the pocket pass, I trust him to make it every single time. Yeah. But when Embiid is posting up, and Horford is just out there to space the floor, and just to take shots, after not touching the ball for however many possessions
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that's fundamentally flawed
2: and mb is not gonna pass it anyway
1: right (laughs) he only passes when you like double the shit out of him (laughs) and again i don't want horford just hanging around on the perimeter every five possessions he gets a touch right why is he out there right and as i said when you have no space your your role players can't thrive and simmons can't even
2: um like utilize his size advantage right another no, another
1: problem with that three man group
2: when there's no space simmons can't get to the rack and then he's just you know he can't back down he can't do anything he has to just wait for you to pass it so he could pass it again
1: yeah so I'm not going to get too deep into it because we've talked about them a bunch. Yeah. But uh, Brett Brown needs to go. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Again, don't overreact because you're winning games. If you're watching the games really closely, Brett Brown needs to go. Because they struggle with these lineups, with this lack of space. And it's, it's like they're not trying to overcome it and get better from it. They're just trying to play through it.
2: Well, do don't you think Brett Brown, with the team he has, he like has to play these guys together? I mean, don't you think there's pressure on him to play them how they
1: are? Yeah, but as as a coach, you gotta find creative ways to get your guys attacking, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't seem like again these last two games. Normally, I wouldn't take too much away from two games. But you just played Boston without Kemba, who you probably could play in the first round,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and Miami, who you probably, if you get to the second round, you're going to have to play them. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're they not built to, to beat these teams. Right. Because they're just, they're not going to be consistent enough. Yeah. So, honestly, honestly, man, I don't know... I really don't know if if it's Simmons that needs to go or Embiid, but the one of them is gonna have to.
2: They're not gonna take the chance.
1: But that's and the how thing, much are you gonna get back from Simmons? That's the thing. If you're not if you're not gonna take the chance and get rid of one of them, Brett Brown has to go. Because Brett Brown has already proved that he can't figure it out.
2: I agree with that. Maybe maybe the next the coach won't
1: figure it out, and then we really could look at Embiid and Simmons like, yo, there's a problem here. Mm-hmm. But at least we could get a, a more exciting, more creative coach in there to try something different.
2: I need to see Embiid play without Simmons a couple games. That's
1: also true, yeah.
2: Because I've seen them win without Embiid and look good. And I've seen Simmons have triple-doubles and I think they're still like their record is still miraculous when he has over nine assists. I've seen that. But I'd like to see what Embiid can do without Simmons. And, you know, I, I don't know who would play well with Embiid that you would get for
1: Simmons. Maybe the problem is just Horford and Embiid playing together.
2: Well, who's the better center?
1: I mean, Embiid is the better center, but Horford. Uh, allows other guys to play better.
2: I think Embiid is the better player, but not necessarily the better center. Right. Because I mean, That's Embiid fair. can do everything, but when it comes to doing what he needs to do, he doesn't do that. Not not well.
1: It's like, and maybe some of this is on Embiid, but it when he plays, it's almost like he can only either dominate the game or be utter trash.
2: Yeah you know And then I mean? they like, still lose With either
1: one Right Which is the problem And it's like he can't Like he can't be Horford He can't just move the ball And make quick decisions Yeah It has He's to We have to kill player. the offense For him to fucking score Why? And that's
2: And that's someone to me Is the first person out the door For me
1: That's fair I can
2: find A bunch of guys that can do that I mean That don't do that That's fair Um the whole Warriors team, although they're all scrubs, they all, you know, are better team players than Embiid. Right. Even Glenn Robinson.
1: <laughs> right. But uh, let's let's move on cuz we got a lot of music to get into and uh, a movie or two to talk about.
2: All right. Uh <laughs> Which gym do you want me to play first?
1: Um are you going to talk about yours or no?
2: We're going to talk about it right after.
1: Okay. Then you can play yours.
2: Alright. <laughs> I I won't even I won't even introduce it. Yeah, that. just
1: that's just... what I was gonna say. Just play it. Whatever gem you, you pick, just play it.
0: plug and some loud i put me a plug and some loud Pop me a perg and I me some loud Oh my God, I'm getting personal now All I can see is the purplest clouds Oh my God, I'm getting virtual now I'm about to sip on this earth till I drown Oh my God, I'm getting thirsty now I'm about to way too hard on these clowns They about to give me a personal file I'ma thank God for my existence I'ma thank God for my privilege I'ma thank God that I'm in the business I'ma thank God I'm not in the system I'ma thank God for the pots and the pistols I'ma thank God for the times I am risk I'ma thank God for working out the logistics I'ma thank God that I'm not a statistic All of my jury is fucking ridiculous I cannot really be seriously serious. All of my goals take everything serious. Running the building and kill your superiors. Killing the staff and killing affiliates. Smoking this gas just like it's some helium. I see her ass all in my peripheral. Hopping it hopping it like an amphibian. She working that ass contained with. I'm working my plans ingenuous, I'm talking about mags and millions, mags and millions. Man that's Eminem. I got a smile. I do not know how I do how. Give all of my no doubt It's been all about now until now I've been keeping it quiet but loud I've been keeping it private but proud I've been treating the fire like flowers I've been keeping it silent but pow. And she by the truck on the ground. Oh my god, she getting personal now. Oh my god, I'm about to skirt on a plow. Oh my god, she by the slip of a child. Yeah. She by the truck on the ground. Oh my god, she getting personal now. Oh my god, she threw a shirt in the crowd. Oh my god, she bought the surf in the crowd. Had me a perk and that's mommy some loud. Oh my god, I'm getting personal now. Calling my phone and my servants were down. Sorry, I ain't been on earth in a while. Had me a perk and that's mommy some loud. Oh my god, I'm getting personal now. Calling my phone and my servants was down. Sorry, I ain't been on earth in a while. I'm in the zip on the settle I drown. Oh my God, I'm getting thirsty now. I'm ballin' way too hard on this crowd They better give me your personal file, damn. I tell you what you should do, son. Uh. Leg it personal Percocet got me vertical Them oozes get so surgical Shooters they shoot like Turgaloo We murder you then bury you Dig a hole in no dirt of you You disappear like Abracadabra Magic like 32 It is my time and when it is you on time out I'm on cloud nine and nigga you just on iCloud I'm an icon I shine and burn your eyes out You on the sideline My side bitch got a side bitch Got a sip slow case I die quick I'm live bitch Born piss poor I'ma die rich full of my shit Bust up in your house on some mob shit Leave no hostage leave be looking like January 2nd, July 5th. Y'all are all witnesses to my battles I shall fight. Been through a whole lot of bullshit, still smell nice. Poverty to penitentiary, straight to paradise. Took a few L's without them. I couldn't spell life. Airtight, vagina tight, and it better smell right. Banana clip, dig banana up in hotel tailpipe Big fish, nigga. Kill a whale, kill a bitch, nigga. I'ma snap the send a pick, nigga. Flick, flick, nigga, you I pop me pregnant smoke me some loud. God, I'm getting personal now. All I can see is the purpose path. Oh my God, we're getting virtual now. I'm about to sit on the social background. Oh my God, I'm getting thirsty now. I'm about the way to Honda's class.
2: Everybody give me a personal fire. That was a uh, wheezy.
1: Lil PMO Wayne press. is back, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Whew. Man, let's get into it. Let's get right into it.
1: I will say before we get into it, real quick, is this might be my favorite music weekend in our podcast history.
2: Oh wow! Okay.
1: I, like, All right. Just overall, I was this, this 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 music weekend got me like re-energized to listen to music. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we got we got to kind of a, a monotone, like we were reviewing a lot of like mediocre, maybe good, maybe bad, like but we got greatness over the weekend.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Just pure, pure musical greatness. Mm
3: hmm.
1: What did you think, man? You you heard this album a little bit before I did initially. I don't know if you've listened um, to it as much as I have since, but
2: uh,
1: what you did you think? You watched
2: Spongebob as a kid, right? Uh, A little bit. Do you remember the episode when Spongebob had the um, jellyfish jelly and was putting it on the Krabby Patties? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> you remember when the first guy ate it and started singing around the <laughs> Krusty Krab? Yeah. <laughs> That was me when I finished this album, <laughs> dude. I was calling everyone I know oh who god. has ever listened to Wayne to tell them, "Oh my god, this, this might be." And I, this is a hot take, and it's early, but this might be Wayne's most lyrical album. It might be his number one most lyrical album to me. Personally,
1: personally, I'm not going to say overall, but for me, this is the his best album ever. Oh, okay. Because it's the most consistent he's been start to finish ever, by far. Lyrically? Or just in general? I just think overall. Okay. I mean, lyrical, lyrically is, is for him a big portion, but he's a rapper. Yeah. He's a hip-hop artist. It should be the biggest portion. Mm-hmm. And that's... it, honestly, man, listening to this album, I realized I've gotten away from what makes hip-hop music good.
2: <laughs> Why you say that?
1: Some of that is probably the industry, but there's this, like... There's this emphasis on being new, being original. And it, it's kind of... It's gotten away from, like, rapping. Just rapping is too boring now. Like, a lot yeah. of times when when a hip hop artist comes out with an album and they're just rapping and the hooks aren't very good. Nobody cares.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: But this album, man, this album not only takes rapping to a whole other level, but I, I just loved how, what kind of beats he used throughout the album. Yeah. I love how he, he changed it up for very short, either tracks or very short moments. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the perfect, like, switch-up. Give me an example. Um, Let's see. I thought the Bing James hook was actually really cool.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And up until that point, he was kind of rapping, rapping, rapping. And Big James, Bing James, he really kind of made a good song. Yeah. And then Trust Nobody, Adam Levine came in there and gave you a really good hook. Mm-hmm. And Lil Wayne relaxed on Trust Nobody and he gave us like a mainstream track. Yeah. Like he didn't just kind of just go bars, 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 start to finish like he did in a lot of tracks. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, he's relaxed us for a couple tracks and then the 2 Chains track comes out. Or, Fire. you know, comes on the album. And it's just, I this mean... Is, the that best... song's
2: better than all of the songs off that collab album. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy.
1: It's the best verse I've heard from Two Chains in years. Me too. Since I Pretty shocked. Girls Like Trap Music, he's not had a better verse.
2: I had to look on there and I was like, this is Two Chains?
1: I know. He killed it. I mean, the features on here were perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Every single one. Yeah. yeah. Big Sean was a little generic because yeah. I'd heard that hook from him before. Right. Uh but you know, I give that a pass because it still sounded good. Yep. And I I just really loved how this album relaxed right as it would get like like almost too lit. <laughs> mhm. And that's something I'd never seen from Wayne before. Because like you said, the rapping on here is insane. Yeah. Lyrically this
2: album is insane. Yeah, this might be the best lyrical album period
1: that I've heard in years in years mm-hmm. yeah, dude I haven't been this like I honestly I haven't smiled as wide as I smiled after this album since J-Rock's uh, Redemption <laughs> in, in the first listen I could tell you and again I've talked about how much I love Redemption on here a number of times Yeah, this album was better this album was easily better
2: Takeoff sounded like the best of the amigos on this on his verse. Dude, this the dream track was
1: like a R&B track. Yeah, it was. And that was such a perfect switch up. I was like, "Holy shit, I just got like 14 straight mint like tracks of rapping, and all of a sudden I got this." Mhm. And not and he didn't he didn't steal the feature's shine.
2: No, he didn't.
1: He allowed the features from, to do his thing, and he complimented them so well.
2: From uh, Ball Hard to Bastard to Get Out of My Head was very personal, very, like, yes. about him. And then, and, and Piano Trap, which I just played. And then he goes back to "Killing" for two songs, then Nevermind, which is, like, the sequel to How to Love, which was nice. Nice and smooth, you know, talking to—that's for the ladies— and
1: then he comes back with T.O. T.O. was so hot. So fire. Oh my god. T.O. is one of the, Like, when you go back to the album, it's one of the better tracks. It is. Especially because it it's towards the end.
2: Yeah, and then Wayne's World, he finishes it off his way. I mean... Dude,
1: he goes from... So he gives you that R&B track right in the middle, right? Like, track 15. Yeah. He goes from 16 to 24 getting better, 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 and better. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I was i was sitting there waiting, like, th- there's no way. Like, this album has to have something I don't like. <laughs> it's flawless for me, It's, it's easily flawless. Mm-hmm. This album doesn't even come close to having a flaw. No. I mean, dude, this album, going back to it, and what I was, like, con- I had concerns going back to it It's not too long because it's so fire. You don't even feel the length.
2: Yeah, and a lot of the songs are pretty short. Two verses and you're done. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, a lot of some of the tracks are just him rapping start to finish. Yeah, which was which was awesome. And again, it wasn't. You know, if Eminem did that, it would be six and a half minutes. (laughs) Yeah, like this is this album is like knowing your game. This album is underbite Kobe. This album is Finals Jordan. This album is uh 2012 Game 6 LeBron.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. Like this album is. is a a fucking like an all-time great hip-hop artist in his bag. Locked in. Yeah. You notice you notice I I didn't hear it once and I don't know if I missed it. But uh, he didn't have the uh, sparking a blunt to start a track thing that he's been doing for the last, like, six, seven years. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard it in a while. Yes. By the the second half of the album, I was like, yeah, thank God he's not on, like, weed this whole album. (laughs) Yeah. And you feel it in the lyrics. He's not talking about pussy every other line. He's not talking about weed every other line like mm-hmm. it's it's there's versatility with the lyrics. Yeah, there is. That's yes. why it doesn't get old. It doesn't get like boring.
2: He he sparks on this, but it's the he sparks and it's like more I don't think I've heard him more in The Zone. Yes. Since The Carter 3. Yes. Honestly. The Carter 3 is the last time I heard him in The Zone. And he's just I remember he know. had a
1: couple of glimpses on Carter 4.
2: Just glimpses. Right.
1: Yeah. This dude, if you like hip hop music, if you've ever liked hip hop music, don't you have to listen to this. Yeah. And this this is like a pure hip hop album.
2: Wayne is the wordplay god. Yes.
1: Yeah. And he has you know, I thought uh Quotables Carter Five kind of reestablished him. Mm -hmm. but this album just further proves that he is an all-time great rapper
2: the bottom four songs on here would be the top on top five on carter five
1: there's there's just personally some of these tracks and again it's another like thing that hasn't happened in a long time it took me a long time to get through this album the first time because there were tracks that were so good i immediately had to replay them
2: Dude, I didn't make it past Mahogany for...
1: Mahogany was the first one. <laughs> like ten... Big James was the second one. No, you know. I thought Harden was super fire. Yep. Uh, Bastard was just... Uh, I mean, oh my God. Uh, yeah. And I, I really like the uh, XXX track. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is another example of versatility. How many guys could make a track with XXX and, like, complement XXX's style? And he's done it twice. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Honestly, listening to that track, I was like, god damn it. I wish they would have made something together.
2: I know. I almost wish XXX was really rapping.
1: I mean, and then Piano Trap is just out of control. I mean, you just heard it. It, It's, oh my god. From 19 to 24, this album just gets like somehow better and better. Yeah. And it just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah blew my mind I've listened to this album four times start to finish and that's not even counting how many times I've replayed some of these tracks
2: <laughs> yeah I've replayed them so many times so many times it's one of those you really can just sit through especially if you
1: like Wayne I mean and the reviews that have been uh like not utter greatness like oh it's good eh, it's a little long That's eh, okay don't talk don't talk music with those people
2: it's only an hour and 15 minutes like regardless of the amount of songs
1: it's only an hour and 15 minutes I've said this before if you give me good music it it could be 40 tracks yeah like if you're not gonna slip up if you're not gonna have filler tracks which there's not one to be found here right I mean this album you could listen you could split this album in two and have two all-time great albums yeah you could <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, dude, I'm looking at this album on iTunes. It somehow doesn't have five stars. How many does it have? Four. (laughs) That's crazy. Like, who would downvote this? Who that listened to this album would downvote this?
2: This is the only thing I'll say about it. The only negative for me, and it's a very small negative. Because it's not necessary. But there's just not a lot of... You know, there's not radio play on here there's not a lot of like major song making you know picking the features and um you know coming up with a special hook and all that it's just not it's not this this isn't that kind of album and which is fine but i could see why some people who are used to the commercial wayne would be missing that but i'm not missing it is is the point i I haven't heard
1: an album like this in over a decade (laughs) <laughs> i've told you that and i'm not gonna get too crazy and give you the list of the albums that i compared it to and that it kind of that i had the same reaction to as this album
2: yeah wait on it wait on it
1: but this album is just greatness i got a hot take please appreciate it uh
2: prediction um wayne and drake are gonna have the song of the year this year
1: that's it's coming a, that's not a hot take <laughs>
2: It's a prediction. It's coming. Okay,
1: that, I can believe that because
2: Drake's not on this.
1: Oh yeah, they got something in the bag.
2: <laughs> something is coming for there's sure.
1: No, yeah, there's no way.
2: It's gonna be crazy.
1: And we can tell Drake from the opening track of the year is locked in. Oh, he's locked in. And you know he's ready. Mhm. And and him and Wayne have worked together a lot, but it's almost like they haven't worked together enough.
2: I know everyone wants the collab out, Meek. But he, keeps doing the future collabs. My but
1: God, what a waste! What a wasted opportunity,
2: dude! You you heard the leak? Did you hear the leak one?
1: Um, I Desires? don't think so. Uh,
2: so Drake leaked it onto um, SoundCloud or whatever. I don't know if it came out as a single or not yet, but um, it's it's better because it's definitely way more Drake, but still. Still not enough by the way. Right. Oh, uh breaking news. Breaking and Miami, news Miami, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's that's a huge move.
2: And thirty million?
1: That's great. Miami's Miami's kinda set now. For what
2: though? What did they
1: trade? I don't know.
2: Mm. Okay. I don't know if I don't like him on Miami, honestly. But that's okay. Iguodala has been traded to Miami for those listening. And who, you know, if you care, you probably have already heard. So anyway, back to Wayne. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of this year, man. I hope he does some more features. I hope he does some big big name features. Um And really on this album, Drake was the only feature I was you know, I wish was on here. But I don't know what any of the songs that I think he really would have fit into.
1: Yeah, that that's... I also was... Initially, I was like, I, I would like more features. But as I listened through it, I was like, yeah, never mind. It doesn't... Mm-hmm. This album is perfect exactly the way it is.
2: By the way, his verse on Clap <laughs> He bodied that. He
1: bodied all the verses. I thought Harden, he just, just went crazy.
2: Harden, he went insane. <laughs> yeah, man. Was, uh, mahogany
1: was mahogany was a good gem because it really kind of establishes that he's locked in.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, Mahogany's so a preview of uh, a good preview of what this album sounds like.
2: Yeah, it is. Yep.
1: Okay. Next. Uh, Russ. Mm hmm. Uh, I, I want to talk about this one first. Okay. So, Russ came out with a new album. As of, as usual, we didn't know about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We kind of had an idea that he had something coming, but we didn't really know when uh, specifically.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it was hard to move on to anything else after listening to Lil Wayne. Yeah. And it took me a while to get to anything else.
3: Yep.
1: But honestly... This was a really great album to listen to. It was. Now I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna overreact like I did with Wayne because, to me, Wayne's thing is just on a whole other level. Yeah. But this album has, to me, the description I used for MGK's last album, which was, by the way, my favorite album of the year. Is focused. Mm -hmm. This album is focused. This album is consistent. This album also does not have like bad tracks. No, it doesn't. Which is which is we gotta start setting that expectations, like that expectation. I'm I've been I've been giving guys pass for like filler and trash tracks for too long. Like mm-hmm. it, when I hear albums like this, it kind of resets what my standard is.
4: Mm.
1: And I yeah. I. Honestly, man, I loved every minute of this album. I love how it was like a really, really good project. It feels it feels throwback and modern at the same time. Mm, mm-hmm. it, that's kind of been his thing, but on this album, it's just like it's really blended well together. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. what did you think about it?
2: Um, <clears throat> I gotta be honest. I'm not really a Russ fan.
1: Right, you said that and before,
2: and I don't. I'm, I don't really know why. I'm kind of one of those. I'm kind of like on the. You know how Russ gets like the, random yeah. social media yeah. hate and stuff. I guess I bought into that for a while. But when I hear his music, I like it. Um, but sometimes the overhyped singles, I'm not a big fan. But I really enjoyed Zoo. And um, I was going into this also off listening to Wayne. So I really didn't have a lot of expectations. Um, But man, this dude, he, he's proving he is an artist. Yes. And and that's different from a lot of the rappers, you know, um, I'm not going to say a bunch of names, but recent albums we've listened to, I've heard rapping and I've heard guys making music, but I haven't heard artistry. And Russ is—he has artistry. I mean, he has a wider range of talents. Whether it's his um. His cadences, like finding the right um hook to go on these on the beats, like yeah. hooks that I didn't think would work and probably wouldn't work if someone else said them. He's finding his own thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and he's really good at mixing the introspective, and personal stuff. With the bragging Better than I've seen a lot S- similar of Similar to what
1: Lil Wayne did Yeah One of the yeah. reasons why Low Wayne's album doesn't get boring Is because it's, it's versatile Even the lyrics are versatile
2: They are Yeah
1: uh,
2: I need more than just one topic Throughout the whole album Right And Russ I mean I feel like Certain artists When you listen to their music You feel like you know them And you're learning about them and that's one thing Wayne has done every time. Drake does it every time, and and Russ Russ is good at that. He can do that. Yeah, he has that in his bag, and it was. I think it's a really impressive album. It might be his best album to me so far.
1: I think it is. The only one I remember listening to was uh, that. There's really a wolf, mm-hmm. and that one dragged to me. Now you know I, I gotta go back to it. It's been a while, but
2: yeah, I didn't, and I didn't like that. I listened to it, I didn't like it, but every. It was hyped up a lot.
1: Right. That's probably the difference here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Maybe. But yeah, man, this album, I had a similar reaction to where, like, I didn't hate Russ before or not like him before, but after coming out of this album, I was like, I why don't I like him more? Like, why haven't right. I followed him more? Why haven't I, like, kept up with his music more diligently, I guess? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of that is just this album being really fucking good.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right about that.
1: Um, yeah, man. I, the features were awesome. Great chemistry with everybody on here. Mm-hmm. I, I will say I had a weird... and This is not really a criticism, but... Is is that Benny the Butcher or J-Rock on I Thought You Got Me? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I thought that was strange. My too. God,
1: did he not sound exactly like J Rock? Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, I I had this album without the features listed, and mm-hmm. I, when that track came on, I was like, "Holy you know, like, shit!" Oh, J-rock.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, "I got a Lil Wayne got J Rock," and I you know J Rock's been MIA since the album, and, and and his verse on Lil Wayne's album was it wasn't like incredible.
2: But it was good. Yeah. Right.
1: And on here, I was like, man, this is a great verse. And then it's not Benny.
2: him. <laughs> yeah.
1: And dude, Benny I've the... heard Benny the Butcher before. I have a friend who listens to him a lot. hmm He he sounds nothing like this. Dude, yeah. he's one of those he's one of those like mumble guys who you you can't even understand what they're saying. Yeah. All of a sudden he comes on this kind of R and B vibe track. And he's crystal clear, and he's out here just giving bars. I was like, this is crazy. His recent stuff has
2: been more clear. Okay. But still, he sounds different on the Russ, for sure. Okay. And it's kind of crazy, also, that Russ's two hottest singles are the bonus tracks on this.
1: uh... Yeah. Yeah. To me, honestly, I didn't really, like, hearing any of these singles, because I didn't hear any of them. I think any track on here could have been a single for me. Yeah, I agree. Cause this album, this album, like, if Lil Wayne's album is just pure greatness start to finish, this album is like a gem start to finish. Yeah, like, it is. How many? Think about how many of these tracks you could come back to in four or five months and have a like a blast listening to. Practically all of them. Yeah. I I don't have one track that I could say oh, I didn't really like it hmm and that to have that in two albums in the same weekend, like the joy that that brought me is is just oh it was so satisfying.
2: I didn't listen to anything else.
1: Oh. Well, you probably had a slightly better weekend than I did as far as that goes.
2: <laughs> would you listen to? It? but
1: uh before we move on to what I heard <laughs> uh-huh. uh, these two albums, man, please go check them out
2: they'll be in our top 10 i think
1: uh, it's hard for me to imagine them not being in there
2: yeah in it there's no hype are you ki- this is what's killing me and wayne could have hyped this album up for sure but if he wanted
1: to But it's it's like now that they're out people have heard it and all i hear is meh are you kidding like what do our ears work differently
2: and I do it is like the number one song off Wayne's, and that's oh not even God. close to the best song me? to me. Yeah, six million streams. Wow. We we How did talk about it. Names? He
1: should have released the Adam Levine track as a single.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the Two Chains, one of those. Yeah. He needed release the one with the, you know, with the big name Two Chains or Adam, even Takeoff. Would have I think gained a little traction.
1: I honestly don't know what the music industry like wants. (laughs) That this to me is another issue is like now artists are being pushed off of either hype or just like just like one track. Right. The fact that Roddy Rich's album gets way more attention than either of these albums is criminal. I agree. It is criminal. And I listen to Roddy Rich's album, and it's good. Mm -hmm. But compared to these two albums, it's trash. It doesn't belong in the same room as either of these albums. Right. And yet, because of the box, that's all anybody talks about. Right. I mean, come on. Please go listen to these albums.
2: He's getting those TikTok streams.
1: Right. Speaking of TikTok... (sighs) <sighs> Kesha came out with a new album
2: oh man okay take it away
1: I'll start positive uh, right off the bat halfway through this album it's better than the last one uh, it's significantly better uh, I just the think, girl power one? yeah there, there's more mm-hmm. energy here there's more um, more versatility she's trying to get back to just kind of fun okay I like that um, and that's that's one of the reasons why this album isn't like it's not awful because there there is like fun here there's it, the tracks are entertaining a lot for the most part am I supposed to know who these features are? no I didn't
3: okay
1: um, but overall this album is not very good <laughs> and you could say maybe I was burned out because I listened to two flawless albums prior Yeah But this album is so inconsistent man It's so This album tries to be three different albums in one She has elements of the early Kesha that I love She has elements of the last album Kesha Which I hate She has weird combinations of the two Which I mostly hated
2: Is I'm sorry So uh track 11 kinky (laughs) why does it say featuring kesha
1: it's like her like i guess her former name when she had the dollar sign yeah for the s but that's to me as i said this album is just inconsistent
2: father daughter dance okay
1: this album is really inconsistent and you know what she doesn't have any chemistry with Whoever produced this album. (laughs) Why do you say that? Like, to me, there were so many times when, like, the beat would just get so fast, and it would just overpower what she was saying. Like, you could Mm -hmm. barely hear her. Mm -hmm. And there were other times where I'm like, why is this, like, the music in the background and she's doing her, like, pot rap thing? Which, by the way... uh, like, rappers get a lot of shit for trying to sing. Dude, pop yeah. artists who try to rap are. It's so trash. Yeah, I agree. It's so trash. And the verses here, if you could call them that, were, mm-hmm. were awful for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I Honestly, I couldn't recommend this album. I'm not going to. I only listened to it two times, and I, I had a hard time getting through it the second time. If you're going to listen to this album, I recommend you turn it off after nine, after track nine, because everything below that is just garbage.
2: But until track nine is good or but until track
1: right? nine, there are songs and there are parts of songs to like. OK, because again, she's trying to have fun. She's trying to keep the energy high, which is what I want to hear from her. Mm-hmm. Like her trying to sound like Adele or her trying to make taylor swift music is like no i just listen to taylor swift i promise you i'm sick of that this album this album is a shittier version of what uh taylor swift's last album was yeah so uh you know if if you like taylor swift's last album i I, matter of fact don't listen to this go back and listen to that one more time (laughs) because this is not good i couldn't recommend this okay I'm not even going to shout out the, the stuff I liked, but there were like three or four hooks that I really loved. Just hooks? Just hooks.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: And the last album I listened to, which was kind of a uh, make or break the weekend for me, because, you know, you I, again- You listen to two more, more
2: albums? Okay.
1: Uh, I listened to four. This is my last one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Megan Trainer.
2: Oh, you did get to that. Okay. Yes.
1: Uh, And I listened to it a couple times. And this is what I wanted Kesha's album to be, to be honest. (laughs) Okay, so it's good. This album is a lot of fun, start to finish. Mm -hmm. This album is entertaining, start to finish. Mm -hmm. And she sounds good on everything she tries to do. Mm -hmm. Like, she doesn't try to rap to some dance hall beat. Or she doesn't try to sing to some like campfire uh, string guitar. She she's just making fun tracks. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what pop music is like missing at times.
2: I agree. And she is kind of in a lane of her
1: own. Yeah. In pop, I, and I yeah. really like her voice. And this is my first time listening to her start to finish, like album wise. Mm-hmm. I heard her on a ton of tracks before and features, but. Uh, I'd never listened to her, any of her projects prior.
4: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, and I was I was very pleasantly surprised with again, for me pop music is has got to be fun it's got to be high energy. Yeah. And that's that's this album has more than enough of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And yeah, I will say the last couple tracks she slows it down a little too much. Um, but they're not bad. Again, because she sounds good, it makes the, the filler tracks a little bit better. Okay. Uh, I will say, if you're looking for the Pussycat Dolls feature, it's don't get excited. Probably, probably <laughs> the worst song on the album. Okay. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, this is a very good pop album, and I would definitely recommend... Also full of gems, I think.
3: Okay, I wouldn't cool. be
1: surprised if I came came on the podcast in a couple months with a gem from this one
2: okay all right you want to talk about the movies are you going to play the gym first
1: uh yeah let's play the gem and come back quick apology to yo gotti i heard i heard his album was good i'll uh i missed that one.
2: Oh, oh yeah that's right he did come out with an album didn't he
1: i heard uh i had a couple of guys like a couple of friends who've played his tracks for me mm-hmm. uh and i really liked what i heard okay i mean the feature there's a lot of cool features on there too all
2: right we'll hit that up for next week then all right this is uh russ can't go on
5: baby baby why'd you call me out my name Yeah. cause i am needed and i might just do the same this ain't how the ghost can't with a studio i dream this shit i be locked in phone off his getting made i don't got time to play house and kids getting made I'm buying from Moroccan themed rooms. You got travesties of fucking men for baka and shrooms. Gossiping too, as if I give a fuck. I gave you dick in conversation, guess I gave too much. My friends say it's my fault. They say that I'm the problem. They say that if I don't want them attached, then I should dog them. But that's not in my nature. I swear that's not the real me. Even if I felt okay about it, mom would kill me. But first class tickets and five star rooms shouldn't make you think you about to be a wife and me a groom. Raising standards, where's your self worth in life at? you shouldn't act like you come with a motherfucking price tag yeah. baby baby why'd you call me out my name yeah. cause now i need it and i might just do the same yeah, yeah. this ain't the girl this can't go We've only seen each other three times, act natural or rather act neutral. I don't got the energy to deal with women how I used to. You need to chill the fuck out. I mentioned how I saw you three times. Guess we struck out. Your overbearing ways made the patience in me run out. I finally got some time to myself. Ain't no time for your shit. You're not my mom. You're not my girl, and we not dating, so just dip. Call a lift I heard Uber's racist. Yeah, the head is good, but you're not who I choose to make with. I need my space. is indicative you can't handle boundaries. You keep blurring lines. I've had enough of all your drama and disturbing mind. Baby, baby, yeah. why'd you call me out my name? Just do the same yeah, yeah. This ain't how the girls can't came-
2: That was probably my favorite song on the album, too, by the way.
1: Oh, like I said, man, that album is full of gems. To me, the every time I heard it, I had a different favorite track.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, you got a movie to tell oh, us yeah, about? Oh, yeah, my
1: bad. Uh, so, I went and one of my first movies that I got to see this year. uh, The Gentleman, Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. And you gotta be you gotta you gotta be a little bit of a movie buff to know Guy Ritchie to know uh, what his good movies are because yeah. the casual movie person will just say Sherlock Holmes. That's it. But Guy Ritchie was <laughs> uh, made great movies way before that. Yeah, and he has a specific genre that he's just so good in, and that's like dark British comedy like his movies his movies are not like traditional comedies but they're comedies with the kinds of situations that play out Mm -hmm. like it's situational comedy a lot of the time yeah and this out and this movie is just it's awesome this movie is just everything you want out of a movie for me uh it's fun it's fast paced which all his comedies have been mm-hmm.
3: uh
1: it's the the casting is phenomenal everybody on here is awesome uh, i mean hugh grant is like you've never seen them like this before
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know mcconaughey and charlie hunnam are gonna be great yeah and, and colin farrell doesn't get enough love because his role is pretty small but dude his the opening scene that he's in is hilarious.
2: He doesn't get enough love in general
1: yeah man he right. he's been a comedy like a sneaky good comedy actor for a long time yeah and he gets to shine here and it, this is like this is Guy Ritchie's bag right here. This is him in his bag mm-hmm. again fast paced it's hilarious like the situations that play out like you couldn't even imagine something like that happening. <laughs> it's just like it's it's like Tarantino with dialogue, where it's like, mm, how mm-hmm. do you even come up with that? Right, and that's what he does with like these these crazy situations that the, you know, he usually has some kind of gangsters, and that's what this movie is. It's just a bunch of gangsters kind of, you know, fighting for I guess not really turf, but fighting for certain things. And mm-hmm. uh, the only. The only drawback, I guess, I could say is if you've seen his uh, dark British comedies before, it's you gotta really pay attention because the characters speak with an accent, they speak very quickly, and it's very easy to miss certain things. Uh, like my dad saw it and he missed a couple of the jokes that, like, I I thought were hilarious, mm-hmm. uh, and and I would just expect that just because again this movie moves really fast um but man i had so much fun with it okay. i honestly if i wasn't broke i'd go see it again oh, okay. to, to, say that, to say that for a comedy movie it takes a lot yeah uh, yeah i love this movie man it's so much fun
2: all right cool shout out to the, the gentleman um yeah i gotta see that i want to see it there's some movies coming out um
1: I know uh, the the uh, DC, what is it? Harley Quinn's coming out in a little bit.
2: Oh, man. You think that looks good?
1: It doesn't look very good, but yeah, I got to <laughs> see it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't think it looks good either, but I do want to see it. Yeah, and
1: it looks it. it looks like something I could be wrong about as far as it being good or not good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I do like movies that I have low expectations for because when they're good, it makes them that much better.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: and I know you know Harley Quinn should be good at the very least. (laughs) Her performance should be good. Right. Yep. Um. What else we got? About the fast fast
2: nine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, John Cena has been added.
1: They're out of control. (laughs)
2: Uh, I mean. I will say, Did they say this is the last one? What? Did they say that this is the last one? No, there's
1: there's going to be another one. <laughs> I just want I'm another serious.
2: Hobbs and Shaw. I'm cool on the Fast and Furious. Yeah, now. I think
1: they're going to pull a Star Wars. They're going to do a, a, a movie in their little... In their franchise or whatever. And then they're going to do... uh a, Like uh You know... Something separate in the same world. Yeah. So, I mean, they're... I will say about this trailer, again, this franchise knows what it is. And Uh, there's a lot of, you understand, when you understand what you are, you can kind of play to your strengths. And that's what, these movies have been doing that with each passing movie. Yeah. And that's what they're going to continue to do. I mean, the, the, like they're grappling, the car is, I mean, come (laughs) on. Yeah. Yeah, but when you look back, I mean, this is the same franchise that had cars flying from building to building. Yeah, so nothing surprises me at this point.
2: People holding
1: helicopters. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. It's just it's crazy. I mean, the rock last movie like like redirected a missile in flight. Right. Like, Come on. This movie like you understand what you're getting into with this movie. Yeah, and and it's one of those like turn your brain off kind of movies, and mm-hmm. that's what summer summer is so great for that. And, yeah. and I love that they're coming out in May. Like if they were coming out in February, I I'd be pissed off. I wouldn't even want to see it probably. Right. But because it's coming out in that summer, go like right right into that summer season. It's just it's perfect for those kinds of movies.
2: Yeah. Yep. Justin Lin is back in this one. Back doing the uh directing it yeah, he's a good director.
1: He is good horror guy too. Mm -hmm. I will say, them bringing Han back is kind (laughs) of annoying. But again, you got to turn your brain off to enjoy these movies.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Though you can't
1: turn your brain like I have friends who like notice things like like you know little issues with like like, little uh, logical issues with movies like that. Yeah, and if you're gonna if you're gonna deep dive into it, you're gonna hate it. Yeah, you gotta be able to just just focus on the popcorn.
2: I want Gal back. (laughs) I mean, if they're gonna bring someone back,
1: I don't know why Han like who was. And Jason
2: Statham isn't in this one, right?
1: Yeah, but I think the mom is.
2: Right, Helen Mirren.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, Cardi B's in here. (laughs) That's cool. She's in the casting.
1: She's probably going to be in one of the party scenes, I imagine. Yeah. You know, you know Fast and Furious, there's at least uh, three scene transitions into parties with some girl standing on top of something, shaking her ass.
2: Yeah, or it's when they um, a meet that. a crew that's already yeah. racing, <laughs> yeah. and then that's when the guests always pop up. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's randomly at this street race. Yeah. That, yeah, it should probably be one of those.
1: The the jokes about them uh, them might might as well be Avengers at this point. <laughs> oh, I was in tears.
2: Yeah, me They're too. They're huh?
1: They're not lying though.
2: I know I'm... that would be
1: a lit movie. By the way, yeah, teaming up with the Avengers.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah um what else we got any last
1: thing uh I, I didn't really watch anything new as far as shows uh but of course i canceled disney plus after i finished uh mandalorian
2: <laughs> yeah and
1: i saw the promo for all the new shows they got coming yeah And they all look dumb lit
2: it, they're not until fall though so you got okay. time that's cool i saw like the first one comes out in august
1: yeah it's uh it's it's Falcon and Winter Soldier's one. Mm-hmm. Wanda and Vision, I think, are one. Yeah. And then uh, Loki's got, like, I guess his own thing.
2: Yeah, and then Mandalorian comes back, too.
1: So. I'm I'm ready for all of that.
2: Yeah, fall is going to be crazy on there.
1: Oh, I did watch Aladdin. Because <laughs> Disney put, like, I canceled it, but I still have another month of it. Yeah. Uh, I watched the, the new live-action Aladdin. Mm-hmm i'm not gonna say anything about it <laughs> just tell
2: everyone you watched it i mean i watched it, it too it's very uh i didn't finish it I i'll just, tell I, you i that. don't
1: even have a reaction it's so mediocre
2: <laughs> dude I, I read some headline that said the guy in there uh
1: what is his name let me find me the aladdin guy or yeah okay.
2: aladdin Minna Masood? Yeah. <laughs> A headline said Minna Masood is disappointed that he hasn't gotten any calls since Aladdin. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, who is going to call him? His yeah, mom? I don't
1: know. I don't know what he <laughs> saw in his performance that's going to make. Yeah, Martin Scorsese <laughs> better pick up the phone and start dialing. <laughs> nah, he's busy making commercials with Jonah Hill. He's good.
2: I thought that was crazy. that's minimus disappointed that he hasn't Uh, been called
1: i liked i mean i don't know i liked the singing felt awkward to me like it just doesn't it doesn't land the same when it's like a live action it just didn't hit the same way
2: and for some reason it seems like it's more when it's in the in live action like it felt like it was a lot of songs yeah like there was the downtime was like two minutes and then the songs were like three minutes each. Yeah. Right after the downtime, like we just finished the song, and here comes another song. Yeah, that's how it felt to me. And maybe the cartoon was like that, but I don't. Like you said, maybe I just don't notice it. But anyway,
1: Will Smith was good. I'll say. I mean, you know, he didn't obviously he wasn't better, but he wasn't like I didn't hate his performance.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's just everything about it is so mediocre. <laughs> Jafar was trash. I'll say that. Who? The, the guy who Jafar? played Jafar. Yeah. If anybody doesn't deserve any other calls as far as acting, it's that guy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Apparently, um, Kristen Stewart is trying to just take over Hollywood this year.
1: I- I'll be honest. She's been primed to to have a big role. She's, she's yeah, she done just the... Got... She's done like the independent stuff, the low key stuff, the trash like horror stuff, mm-hmm. the generic like action stuff. Yeah. So, I, I think she's primed to have a bit like a really good role.
2: Yeah, the um underwater is in theaters now. Yeah. But I haven't heard anything good about it. Did you see it?
1: No, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm gonna stop wasting my time with some of these horror movies because <laughs> that's what they that's what they do is waste your time
2: and then she's in seaberg which is like a activist during the civil rights movement yeah movie I think that's on Amazon I could be wrong about that I don't know I saw her
1: in like. something like independent like a couple years ago uh, yeah that, that I've really liked her in
3: okay let's yeah, we'll see it was what like she a, does
1: something it's like a mystery movie of some kind movie wasn't Mm -hmm. that good but i I really liked her performance
2: did you see the trailer for the amy adams movie yes i want to see that i don't remember what it was called yeah but i really want to see it it it
1: looks hopefully it could be good what is
2: oh the woman in the window yeah 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 i like amy adams but anyway uh i'm gonna stop rambling i'm ready to get out of here
1: yeah Great music weekend. Uh all star selections trash. Great Super Bowl. Uh we'll be back next week. all to the heat. Deep dive into that a little bit once he plays a couple games.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Uh this is uh Wayne's gonna take us home. We'll see you guys next time.
0: Semi-automatic, no click-click, we don't feel you Like an elephant, getting fucked with a tick-dick Little nigga with a thick bitch And before I fuck this bitch I gotta put that patch over my third eye Slick Rick, truck fit, t-shirt Talk second, skeet first Boy, your girl a jump off I hope she land feet first She give me brain, research, and I prefer first. but if you want some coke That's cool, cause my home is still Yeah, my home is still go stupid, go stupid, go stupid, yeah Don't go still go stupid, go stupid, Hold up. go still yeah boy okay okay, okay. My girls in cars both skirt off. I like the pussy so wet that I can surf off. In a hot spot, cuz a nigga never chillin', chillin'. I do it for my niggas, I just do it to these bitches. Boy, I overgrind, overshine, ain't another nigga overshine. I'm getting paid, it's overtime. I'm rollin' pine, I'm so divine. I'm west side, west side. Dark glasses on like I'm going blind. Looking like Easy e it's just me and Lil Weezy. We get off my dick. Yeah, my homie still. Go stupid, go stupid, go stupid, yeah, don't beat my thunes. Go stupid, go stupid, stupid. Go, dumb. go stupid, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. oh Look. god. Look, I'm D-side, them haters, now they gone rest. My niggas pumping so much bass. Motherfuckers going deaf, wheezy, M-I-P-side. Them haters, now they gone rest. My niggas pumping so much bass. Dump them bass. I don't let them hoes. Coke, you gon' need another nose, man. I just play my hand, but I am at the dealer. You see I got them teardrops. I cry your ass a river. Got that truck fit. T-shirt, listening to Rebirth. I skate until my feet hurt. Hot boy, free turk. Pussy for dessert. Put your ass beneath earth. And I don't sell drugs, but if you need work, my home is still. Yeah, my home is still. Ha <laughs> ha, my home is still. There. Wow. Okay, boy, this here's what I do do. Got your sister dancing, not the kind that's in the tutu. Got me in control, no strings attached, that's that voodoo. She said, can't nobody do it better. I tell her, true, true, yeah, bitch, true, true. My, my, my bro, bro, say these bitches ain't shit. I got the girl you came with and the girl she came with. She leaking and dripping, woe there. I might just come slipping and now your missus When to go missing and she addicted to what my dick did. Boy, I get it, it. little bitch, my homie still. My uh, yeah, my homie still Yeah my homie still Little nigga make my goals go, 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 go stupid Go stupid Go stupid Don't make my goals go stupid Go stupid go stupid Yeah go dumb Look I'm easy to go my niggas pumping so much bass, motherfuckers going down. Weezy F on B side. My niggas showing from the west. And so niggas pumping so much bass. bass. bass.